social media team there. Mobito didn't have a lot to say, and that's mainly because it's a new team that we want to start up. And those of you who have a heart, who are already involved and love doing social media, this is a good platform for you to get involved. Sometimes when we talk about evangelism, um, we, we think traditionally, we think, oh, we've got to go door to door and give out tracts or do like the Jehovah's Witnesses who sit on the corners and they give out those magazines. Well, we've got a creative God and he can give us many creative ways of how we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you are good in social media, come and join Mobita on his team. And um, we will together develop the Facebook for church as well. And we can use that as a platform to reach many other young people. There are other teams that we haven't mentioned today, like the teaching team and MC team and other teams that are um, functioning in our church here. And there's one team where at the moment I'm the only one on the team and it's called the creative arts team. Okay. Me and my, myself, my, my group, we are in charge of decor and the cafe and the stage. If you love creative arts, you like sewing and painting or doing decorative things, please come and see me because I'd love to have some more people recruited on this team. With the OC40 series that we'll be doing next, um, starting next week, you'll see some of the design that my team is working on, but I'd love to get more input from more of you, so come on and join in. And if you're there today and you're saying, well, I've seen all these different teams and they do a lot of amazing things, but my gifting is somewhere else. That's great. Come and let us know what you have beating on your heart. Maybe you have a heart for outreach. You've got souls on your heart. I believe God's going to raise up an outreach team who will be creative in reaching out to the community in all sorts of unique and innovative ways to bring the lost into the family and into the home of the Father. So... We want to encourage you after church today, if you want to join, if you're not on a team, we want to encourage you, come to the information desk. There will be somebody there where you can note down your name and your number and what team you'd like to join. And we'll make sure you're connected to the right person because we'd love to see you on team. And by the way, there's no rules about only being on one team. You can be on more than one team. And we've got several people on several teams. That's wonderful. So... And another challenge to you, if you've been on a team for a year or more and you haven't seen a lot of growth and change in your life, either you need to step up your commitment level, all right, or maybe you need a reshuffle. Maybe you need to join another team. There's no elite exclusive teams that you can't join. Everybody is welcome on any team. If you feel a heart to join, you are welcome. So if you need a little reshuffling, maybe that's what you need to do. That's great. Then let's do that. So each and every one of us, God is calling us to get involved because when you get involved and you become a part of what the church, what God is doing, then you take ownership for it and you're able to, yeah, become part of what God is doing in our midst. We do have a little exception. And um, many of you uh, know that Melina and Andreas were out of, our, out of the country for a while in Denmark and they came back again. And you're aware that Melina and Andreas are leaders on our leadership team in this church. We lead as a, as a team. We believe in teamwork. And um, Melina was on an extended maternity leave after she came back because her health was not as, as good as we were hoping it would be. Um, currently, Melina is still not reached full health yet. And therefore, we have agreed together with her 
that it's good for her to go on a further three months leave and uh, we'll see how it goes. So there's a season of leave where we believe that God's calling her into a season of rest in the shadow of his wings. So you will see Melina around. Andreas is still on team. Melina is still one of us, but she's officially on leave as a pastor. And that's why you won't be seeing her ministering up on stage or whatever else. If she's around, she's still part of the family. Let's love her. Let's continue praying for them as a family because we believe that God is going to bring her back to full health and that he's going to accomplish the purpose that he has called them as a family to do in this nation and in this time and this season. So keep them in your prayers. But nobody else has an excuse not to be on team. Okay? Good. Well, vision always inspires us, and it directs us and stretches us to reach further. So it's always exciting to talk about vision. And to have a clear vision is important for us, because it's vision that keeps us going even when the tough times come. Because as uplifting as vision is, it also demands sacrifice. How many of you know that it's not fun to get out of bed early morning to get to this place by 7 o'clock to set up? We've got a lot of people over here on the set set up team. They know it requires sacrifice, okay? We have other people who have, have trouble with the transport getting here, and they're up super early to make it here to church on time to be on team. So it takes sacrifice, but it's in those moments that vision gives your pain a purpose. It's in those moments where it requires sacrifice for us that vision gives pain a purpose. So let's keep a clear vision of what God has called us to as a church, and let's not forget it, because that is what gives us the motivation to keep going even when things are hard. As I was preparing for this message today, um, the scripture that was on my heart very strongly is from John chapter 7, and I'd like to share that one with you. It's Jesus who's sharing, and he says, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. A few things stand out to me in this scripture. First of all, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, okay? Jesus was passionate about this. He really wanted people to hear and really had a passion on his heart. And he shouted in a loud voice, anyone who is thirsty, come and drink. Come and drink. This is Jesus' call to each one of us even this day today. If you are thirsty, come to the river and drink. And when we do so, God has promised that these rivers of living water will start flowing in our lives. You know, God has called us as a church. Our vision as a church is to inspire others, to be a people who inspire others, inspire other people to experience God and imitate Jesus. This is our vision. And how do we inspire other people? Is it because we're more important than them, we're more special and elite than them? Are we more clever? No. We're just like everybody else. The only difference between you and them is Jesus. 
He's the one who makes all the difference. And that is why it is so important for us to come to him and drink. Those who are thirsty, come to the river and drink. Hallelujah. So our vision is to inspire others to experience God and imitate Jesus. When the rivers of living water is flowing in your life, when Jesus is flowing out of you in the community where you are, when his words come out of your mouth and your actions, people wake up and they notice a difference. That is what inspires people. And they're like, what is it you've got? I want to know this God. And that's what's going to draw them to you, to Jesus. So how do we inspire others? Be filled with God even more. And that's what we want to do um, and have a special focus on this time as we go into our OC40 starting next week. I want to take you to look at a scripture in Ezekiel chapter 47. This is a prophet Ezekiel, and he has a vision here. It's a very interesting vision, and I just want to read through with you, and then we're going to look at it a little bit and and see what we can learn from it today. In my vision, Ezekiel says, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and there I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gate and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing out through the south side of the east gateway. Okay, this might be a bit confusing, north, south, and all west, and all of these things. You don't really need to understand all of it for the, this for the purpose of the message. What we need to understand is that from the entrance of the temple, from the altar and flowing out over the threshold of the temple doors, there was a trickle of water. Okay, it was a trickle of water coming over the threshold, over the doorstep. In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and there I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall. Oh, I've read this already. That next one. Sorry, guys. Sorry, next scripture. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 1,750 feet and then led me across the water. The water was up to my ankles. He then measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time, the water was up to my knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet, and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim, but too deep to walk through. He asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the river bank. When I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, This river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. There will be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea, for its waters will become, for its waters will, will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. Fishermen will stand along the shores of the Dead Sea and all the way to, from Engedi to Eneglame. The shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. 
Fish of every kind will fill the Dead Sea just as they fill the Mediterranean, but the marshes and the swamps will not be purified. They will still be salty. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on the branches. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father God, we pray that as we look at this scripture, Lord, will you just minister to our hearts. May you speak to us, Jesus. May you come call us to the river to drink, Jesus. We welcome you, Spirit of God. The way I see it is that we have five different choices based on this vision here that he's been sharing this morning. And the first choice that we have is to remain on the riverbank. If you decide to say, I don't like getting my feet wet, I'm just going to stand on the side and watch. I'm not going to participate. I'm just going to observe. This is a group of people who have been coming to church, and you've been coming for a while, but you've never even given your life to the Lord. You're not even saved yet, but you like to come and watch everybody else. And Jesus is calling in a loud voice to you today. He's saying, come, come, you who are thirsty. Come and drink from the river. Come. We need to come. The second choice we have is to step into the water and just to go ankle deep, okay? You feel the temperature of the water, and the water starts um, wetting your feet, and that's the first step that we can take, ankle deep. This, to me, is a picture of when we receive Jesus as our Savior. And when we get saved, we receive the initial infilling of the Holy Spirit, and we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. But many people, even here in church today, you've invited Jesus to become Savior in your heart and your life, but you never asked him to become Lord. And so Jesus is your Savior. He's forgiven you for your sins, but you've never asked him to take over and take the driving seat in your life where he makes the decisions for you and where you live in obedience to Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in your life. And this is what it means to come only ankle deep. It's where you've tasted of God, but you're still in control. You know, if you stand in water ankle deep, you're pretty much in control. The water can't knock you over and you're still in control. But Holy Spirit is calling us, and Jesus is calling us to come and drink and step in closer. The third option you have is to go a bit deeper into the water. And this is what um, this um, Ezekiel was doing. He walked through the water, and this time it was knee-deep. Now, those of you who've been in a river that's got a current flowing, if you go knee-deep in water and you can start feeling the current, it pulls at your legs, Right? And if you lift your foot to move it across, if you're not careful, your, water get, your foot gets pulled by the, the current. So you've got to use force to keep your foot in place, okay? So now he's knee-deep in the water, and what does that mean for us? Well, it's getting involved a little bit more, okay? We're saved, and we start getting involved. And a lot of us are in this group as well. We're knee-deep. We're involved on a team a little bit. We're involved maybe in a connect group a little bit. Not too much, just a little bit here and there. And are we just going to take a quick break now and just listen to our last We See statement and just watch a little clip from our different connect groups, and then we'll continue in our message.
Okay, that's quite a few of our groups. Actually, there's a few missing there. Our Coloco group is actually, um, due to COVID, they're closed at the moment. Even North Rise University is also closed at the moment due to the COVID situation. We also have one in Kanini, but most of our people in the Kanini group have been out while we were doing these recordings. So if you live in any of these areas that have been mentioned and you're not in a Connect group, we just want to encourage you to get involved Get in knee deep, get involved, and let's um, continue to, um, yeah, connect. As a member in this family, whether you've been here for your first time or you've been here for a long time, there's four things that we expect of our members of the family. Just like your home where you come from, um, we help each other with the chores at home, and we've got different um, guidelines at home to make us be able to function well as a family in our homes. The same is true for our church, and there's four things that we want our church members to be involved in. The first one is connecting. We need you to be in a connect group because that is where your life is able to be followed on a closer level where we can be discipled, where we can connect with other people and and build strong, authentic, real relationships with friends, making deep um, friends in church as well. It's not enough just to meet on a Sunday like this. We need to meet in those small groups. So we really encourage you, if you're not in a group yet, please join a Connect group. And again, if you are not and you'd like to, come to Information Desk after the service so that we can make sure we connect you to the right group. So the first thing we all need to be involved in is we need to connect. The second one is serving. We expect everyone to serve on a team. One team or two teams. And you've seen all the teams, the different teams that have been asking you to join their team. So let's find out and let's see where we can get connected and where we can serve. The next one, the third one is giving. All of us need to be involved in giving, and that is whether you earn a big salary or you just get pocket money. It's important that we invest in what we believe in. And so wherever our heart is, that's where our money is. So even if you have small pocket money, when we do tithes and offerings here on a Sunday morning, it's for everybody. It's not only for those who have a regular monthly income. It is for Whatever the Lord blesses you with, let's remember to give to the Lord a tenth of what he gives us and whatever on top in offerings and thanksgiving offerings to God for the good good things that he does in our lives. That opens the door in our lives for God's blessings to come and for God to rebuke the devourer in your life. So let's all be part of giving. And the fourth one that we all need to be involved in is praying. Okay, you've heard about the prayer team as well, and we really want to encourage all of you to get more involved in prayer. As uh, Sylvester was saying in the Panmozi group, we've been doing a study on the Lord's Prayer and learning to pray. And the Connect groups have all been given a Connect challenge where you'll be leading one of our um, intercession meetings. And actually this morning, North Rise Connect were leading the intercession this morning. Yeah, North Rise, are you there? Woo! <laughs> Good. So, I don't know who's next in the row, but guys, whatever connect groups you are, let's come on board and let's lead one of these prayer meetings. We want to encourage you to get involved and to pray. There's one statement that Chioma made um, a few weeks back, and it really stuck with me. She said, the more you pray, the more you pray. And I found it to be so true, because the more you press in in prayer the more hunger grows. Actually, prayer is an addictive thing. It's like the more you do it, the more you want to do it because you see God moving. You start seeing the river flowing. You see God doing stuff, and it just inspires you to want to pray more and more. So if you're in that place where you're saying, well, I don't even feel like praying, well, 
Just come and taste. Come and drink at the water. Jesus is saying, come to those who are thirsty. And if you're not thirsty for God, you can ask him. God, give me a thirst for you. Because thirst is a natural thing. All of us feel thirst physically. And it's a natural thing for us to be thirsty physically. But even spiritually, it's a natural thing. And if you don't have it, ask God to give you that thirst. Because all of us need to come and drink from the river. So as... um, I just want to let you know that the prayer team as well, they will be doing fasting and praying for three days before the OC40 is launched on Sunday. So Friday, we're praying and fasting, and then on Friday evening from 19 to 20 hours on Zoom, we're meeting together to pray. We'd love to see as many of you as possible join us for the prayer. Whoops. (laughs) Um, The the prayer meeting on Friday night. And... um, Saturday, we're praying and fasting, and Sunday as well, and as many as possible who want to join us for prayer on a Sunday morning. We meet in the back here of the church, and we pray from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock in the morning, and we want to encourage you to come and join the prayer team and come and pray with us. So then Sunday, we'll be fasting as well as we launch the OC40, um, hosting his presence. And then I believe after the service, there'll be a surprise snack for you in the cafe with which we're going to break our fast. So join the prayer team. Even if you're not on the prayer team, join in the fasting and prepare your hearts for what God is going to do in this season of the OC40. So we've waited in knee deep. But guess what? That's not a destination. God wants us to go deeper. God wants us to go deeper. And deep is crying out too deep this morning. God is calling you to go even deeper. And the next step you can take, the other choice is that we can go in waist deep. What does this mean? Well, in my understanding, going waist deep, the way I interpret it is that we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and begin to feel the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives like a river that starts flowing. God has got this available for each and every one of you. And many of you who have received Jesus as your Savior, if you're there and you say, but I've never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, where you get empowered from on high with a boldness and an anointing on a different level and measure than you've known before, it is available for you. This is what Jesus was speaking of when he says streams of living water will flow out from you. And this is what God wants for you. Some of you have never had that. And I believe in the OC40, when we host the presence, we're going to experience God's presence in a great way. And you're going to receive that in filling. And some of you are here and maybe you've been filled with the Holy Spirit and you even had a prayer language, but somehow it's just gone dry. You stopped using it. And your prayer life has become dry and boring. Maybe you've even stopped praying. God wants to revive that again. As you come to the river, as you wade in knee deep, God wants to revive that in you once again. And where that dryness has been, where the river has run dry, God wants to reactivate and let that river flow in your life again. And finally, we can go in waist deep, as we said now. And if you are waist deep in a river where there's a strong current, it is a lot harder to stand on your feet and be in control. But now, in this vision that Ezekiel had, he was taken another further steps down the river, and then the river was so deep, you couldn't cross it without swimming. And that is the last choice that we have. We have a choice to take a swim and go all in. 
to enter the living waters and allow it to go over our heads. This is a place where we're no longer in control, but Holy Spirit is. And this is what we believe that God is going to release his presence in a new dimension in our lives during this OC40 uh, days that we'll be having, where Holy Spirit is going to have a deeper impact in our lives and the river of God is going to flow and we're going to jump right in until the river goes right over our head and we're going to experience amazing things that God is going to do. I believe in a new level of God's presence in our midst and that God is going to use you, not just those of us who stand on the stage to minister, but each and every one of you are going to be receiving um, that authority and empowerment to be able to go into the world and make a difference for Jesus, to do signs and wonders and miracles. I believe there's going to be a lot of testimonies from you coming back and saying, wow, God did this and God did that, because that's the kind of God we serve. Now, looking at the scripture that we were reading before, after he had seen this, the man led him back to the bank of the river. And when he arrived there, he saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. Okay, this river that was just a trickle coming from the temple became a roaring big river. And these big trees, numbers, great vast numbers of trees were there. And this just speaks that wherever the river flows, there's life, there's growth, there's abundance. And then he said to me, The water flows and enters into the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, a salty water there, the salty water there becomes fresh. Now, I've been to Israel a few years ago, and I was at the Dead Sea, and it's an amazing place to visit. It's actually, the Dead Sea is actually completely devoid of life. There's no seaweed, there's no fish, there's no creatures in there. And the reason is that the salt content in the Dead Sea is 10 times as much as any other ocean or sea in the world, okay? If you were to take all that salt and condense it down and weigh it, it's 37 billion tons of salt, okay? More than enough salt that you could never use in your whole lifetime. Because of this high level of salt, it means that you can easily float on the surface because due to the natural buoyancy that there, there's there, it's like a cork. Have you tried when you put a cork in water and you push it down, it goes right up again? That's what it's like when you're in the Dead Sea, when you lie on it. If you try and dive down, you just pop right up again. There's like, there's no gravity. You just float on the top because of the high content of salt in the Dead Sea. It's actually where the Dead Sea is, actually, is also the lowest point in the whole world. It's 423 meters below the sea level, okay? So now, the amazing thing about this river is that when the river flows, this fresh water flows into this dead sea that's got all this death. There's no life. It's just completely dead. Instead of the fresh water becoming salty, what happens? The fresh water make the salty water become fresh, And this is the power of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural power of God, that he can take you when the rivers of living water are flowing in your life and you can go out into the world that's full of darkness, that's full of evil, that's full of despondency and despair. And instead of you being impacted by a world full of evil, you impact the world around you. That is the power of the Holy Spirit and the supernatural power of that river that flows in your life. And that is what God wants for each one of us.
It says swarms of living creatures and, uh, um, will live wherever the river flows. Okay, so there's life. As soon as that river comes, there's life. There will be a large number of fish because the water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So wherever the river flows, everything will live. This is the power of that river that flows inside of your life. When we jump into that river and allow Holy Spirit to flow in our lives, everything that we touch will live. The words of life will flow out of you. And wherever that river comes, where there's death, life will come. Healing will come. Restoration will come. This is our heritage as the children of God. And this is what we see in the, Old, uh, in the New Testament church in Acts. People just getting saved like this all over. And miracles were happening. And God was doing amazing things all over all the time. This is what we believe that God is going to release in this house, in this place, in this season. So let's open our hearts for it and believe God because he's got great things in store. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Eneglaim, where there will be places where there will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. So this Dead Sea where the no life could live, suddenly fish of many kinds, different types, just like in the Mediterranean. And to me, this is a picture that God has called us to be fishers of men. And the house of God, the family of God is going to be full of all sorts of fish, big ones and small ones and fat ones and skinny ones and rich ones and poor ones and green ones and and blue ones and whatever. God is a God of variety and God wants the house filled with every one of his children. So nobody is excluded from this family of God. It says, but the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They will be left salty. This is a warning to us. We need to stay in the river where there's a fresh flow of the Holy Spirit. If we stay on the side in the swamp and the marshes where there's no flow, we become salty. It becomes a dead place where nothing can live. We need the fresh flow of the Holy Spirit. It's not good enough what you received last year. It was good, but it's not good enough. You need God's unfilling for today, for this season, for this hour. We need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fall. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. You will be fruitful. Open church and Dola, you will be so fruitful that every month there will be fruit in your lives because the river from the sanctuary flows to you and restores you. This fruit will be served as food and their leaves for the healing of the nations. This is what God has called us to as a church. So let us rise up and take this opportunity, this season that God has given us. As we go into this OC 40 days, 40 is a very significant number, but we don't have time to go into it at this point, why we're doing a 40-day season. But many times it signifies new growth, transformation, and change from one great task 
or season to another. And that is what I believe that will be happening as we go into this OC40 season where we'll be pressing into the presence of God. We'll be spending a lot more time in worship and allowing Holy Spirit to have His way in our midst. And I just want to encourage you, therefore, that this altar, this is just the front of, of, of a theater. But when we have church here on a Sunday, this becomes an altar where we do business with God, where we meet with God, where we lay our lives on the altar and we allow Spirit of God to minister to us. Some of you love the altar and love coming to the front. Others are so scared you've never set foot up here. I want this to be a comfortable place for you because many times taking a step out in faith and just connecting with God in the season that we're going into. And we just need to remember to <clears throat> observe um, the COVID prevention measures that we need to have. So even when we do come and stand um, at the altar or even in the aisles, let's just observe not standing too close together, but we can still be able to connect with God at the altar and allow him to do the work that he wants to do in our lives as a church. Amen. Are you excited for OC40? Wow, it's going to be so awesome. What we're going to do now as we close the service is that we're going to play a song, and I'd like us all to stand up together, and we're going to listen to this song. It's called In the River, and I want us to take this as a prophetic statement. It's a song that you may not know, but the lyrics are going to be there, and you're going to be able to follow along. I want you to sing, join along, and make it a prophetic statement that you are going to step out into the river. Jesus is calling to us, come. Come, those who are thirsty, come and drink of the river. And let us respond to him today. Let us make a decision in our hearts that we're not going to stay dry or ankle deep or knee deep or waist deep, but we're going to dive into the river and really receive all that God has for us. So let's just stand. And if you need to make a statement by stepping away out of your chairs into the aisle or into the altar, just to make a statement prophetically that God, I'm positioning myself to dive in, then let's do that.